And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta Coast, 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 uh And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta Good morning, good morning guys, it's Tuesday morning uh, A beautiful morning, it's gonna rain today it looks like, I think I didn't check the weather, I did not fact check the weather to know if it's going to rain, but it looks like it's going to rain, which I personally love, but that's besides the point. Uh, big win. Uh, last, it's not actually really a big win. Uh, we'll get into that, but you know what? I, I want to try to be positive today. I want to try to be as positive as I can be today. Um, so, so that's, it's going to be hard though. Cause look, let's start with Ben Simmons. Uh, Ben Simmons is going to miss some time. Uh, I mentioned that on yesterday's podcast that, uh, you know, back injuries are not injuries that are as simple as, oh, just take a week off or take a couple weeks off. You'll be fine. It's possible that uh, he could take a couple weeks off and come back. But there's long term concerns. So he's going to rely on his own medical team. And honestly, uh, in my opinion, I think that's the right move, because if you look at the way the Sixers have handled injuries over the last couple of years, I mean, this entire training staff and front office is kind of in question they don't obviously it doesn't seem like they have the interest of the players at heart the best interest of the players um ever since i saw a tweet somebody said ever since hinky left this team this front office has been one of the most dysfunctional and honestly that is the truth uh you know from the jerry colangelo um new slant uh you know about his stupid collars uh and, you know, the, his burner accounts um, and, and, you know, everything that's happened since, it, it's really, really been in flux. When Hinky was here, at least we were just tanking. Uh, now, you know, Hinky had his own things, uh, you know, his thousand yard view, but couldn't view some of the guys that he missed out on. Uh, probably wouldn't have drafted faults, um, but I'm not going to leave that to anybody. Again, we talked about that last night or we talked about that yesterday. That was the right pick at the time, so uh, I'm fine with that. E- either way, uh, this has been a team of dysfunction. Um, so Brett, so so Ben is going to rely on his own training staff as far as what's going to what's going to happen going forward. So I really wouldn't be surprised if that means uh, back surgery. I think we're going to find out more tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if that means back surgery. And if he gets back surgery, I wouldn't be surprised if that's it for a season. Um, this season, in a lot of ways, has been a disappointment, and you almost. You couldn't script it better than it being the end of his season, if that's the case. Um, and that's a shame. You know, honestly, that's a shame. We're, we only go as far as Joel and Ben take us. And the truth is, there were times last night when I was watching the game, and I really did come to the conclusion, trade everybody. Anyone that's not Joel and Ben, get rid of them. I mean, I, I'm just, you know, it, it can get frustrating. So, again, I don't want to be negative, though. And it's almost impossible. It's it's who I am. It's in my soul. My soul is, is a negatively charged ion. Um, and that just is what it is. So I, I don't care. You know, it, it just, it's, it's rough. You know, there were, there were some rough times last night. Obviously we, we win the game. Uh, we win by 17. We're up by 17 in the first quarter. And of course we give it back in the third quarter as, as we have come accustomed to doing pretty much. I, I can't remember a time we didn't give back leads in third quarters. Maybe, maybe that's more common across the NBA than, than we know. But the thing is, is when you're a good team, that shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? It really just shouldn't happen. You know, if you're a good team, you're gonna you're gonna close out games, regardless of injuries. I mean, we still had all of the other guys. Um, either way, so Joel goes for a career high 49, uh, and and it was the most fitting 
that that three-pointer at the end is probably the most fitting three-pointer he's ever hit. Uh, I was watching it, and, and he just, it, as soon as he did his crossover and went into it, you just knew it was good. I mean, you know, there's a thing about getting into rhythm. Some guys are not catch-and-shoot three-point shooters, uh, and sometimes he struggles catch-and-shoot, but there are guys who can put themselves into rhythm uh, by a little dribble move uh, and, you know, just pull up and shoot when he shot it, and it was probably his best-looking three-pointer. Um, and, and, you know, so 49, almost went for 50. I'm really, really glad he didn't go for 50. He could have at the end of the game. Uh, with the shot clock ticking down and you know he wanted to um but he he didn't have to and I'm glad he didn't honestly just just play it out the last thing we need is some bullshit controversy today on Twitter about you know fake tough guys and and all that you know I'm not one who cares if if you couldn't stop him during the entire game then if he goes for 50 I personally don't care but I also don't want to deal with the the stupid backlash and fallout that comes out if he scores that last bucket and then all of a sudden people are pissed off um even though honestly that happened to us, the, the 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 Heat did that to us one year, where Dwayne Wade could have ran out the clock and instead dunked it, and we were pretty pissed about it. I was pissed about it, you know what I mean. Looking back, I was really fucking angry about it because it was us, um, and because I hated the Heat. So whatever. Um, so he goes for forty nine. Uh, you know, best player in the game on every side of the ball. You know, you could tell. This is really the best thing about the game yesterday, aside from the forty nine points. Uh, and the 14 rebounds, the, the obvious stuff. The best thing about last night's game was that you could clearly tell from the tip that he, and that's what she said, you could tell from the tip that he was coming out to make a difference on the defensive end too. Um, he was, it's been a while since we've seen him sprinting back on defense so often. I even made a comment about how much he had sweating that his, his, his Jersey was going to dissolve by the second quarter. He was sweating so much. I'd never seen him sweat so much in the first half. Um, you know, he was working his ass off. You could tell he knew he understood. He understood the pulse. He knew that he needed to show up big. Um, and he did, you know what I mean? On defensive end, he was playing huge. He, you know, uh, only credited for one block, but I, I I thought he had more than one block. He had three steals um, down in the in the when when it, they were trying to come back and we went on a little run to end the game in the fourth quarter. He really I think he had two back to back steals or a few deflections back to back just in, in screen and roll again. You know, a screen and roll. He blows up screen and rolls. You cannot put Joel in a screen and roll and expect much unless you have a guy like Trey, who you can add to that list I mentioned yesterday of, of guys who have a lethal floater, floater from anywhere on the floor. Um, and Trey made it interesting for sure. I mean, Trey, someone who I'm not a huge fan of, really shows. He showed it. He shows what makes him something. I mentioned on Twitter yesterday that he's someone who relishes booze. And that's really, really important. Uh, when you're like a guy, when you're the guy, you kind of it's it's great to snatch. You want to be able to snatch the, the heart out of a team. Uh, and he has that. He's missing a lot of other things, but he has that at least. And that's a big thing. You know what I mean? Some guys get shook on the road and he obviously relishes the booze and, you know, is a, is quite the showman. So uh, he made it interesting almost single handedly. Uh, we just couldn't defend him at, at one point. I mean, he just starts drilling three pointers and doing all types of ridiculous trade shit. But for the most part, we really held him in check for, for the majority of the game. It was, you know, the second half he starts going off. But in that first half, we had shut him down. And that was uh, because of Josh. I mean, Josh really just made it impossible for him uh, to do anything. It was just suffocating him. And also credit to Shake. Shake played a really, really big he played really, really well, man. Like, there just shouldn't be a question. I don't want to see point guard by committee. And arguably, honestly, when Ben comes back, I wouldn't mind keeping Shake in the starting lineup. Um, 
Shake is just a steady, he just seems steady. He just doesn't seem like a guy who gets too high, a guy who gets too low. Has shown on the road he can still perform, can perform at home. Uh, you know, he's just like a he's a guy. And I, you know, maybe he should start. Maybe the answer is Shake, Josh, uh, Toby, Ben, and, and Joel. Maybe that's the answer. I don't know. But I love what I saw from Shake last night. Um, so but back to Joel. Joel just showed obviously that he was he was coming for to, to straighten out a couple things. Uh, so he goes off for 49 and 14. Uh, again, still loose with the ball, three assists and four turnovers. Uh, you know, it's just not going to change. Uh, there's just some work that needs to be done. And this has to be on the coaching staff, a, a staff that was lauded for player development when we were tanking and we were just making guys like Covington and stuff like that who were TJ McConnell guys that were like just, you know, kind of nobodies, but but just, you know, we made them look good. You know, we've kind of struggled with player development over the last couple years. Um, you know, it really doesn't paint a great picture for Matisse, who needs, who definitely is going to need the help of a, of a strong coaching staff. Now, we'll see. Uh, you know, they, you know, the, the book is not written on him offensively, but um, you know, the, the the fact that Joe just Joe is just loose with the ball. I mean, it, it's now pretty much two two years where he's just turning the ball over at two two, two or three years. He's been ta- turning the ball over too many times and he still does it you know what i mean so still too loose with the ball but still i mean just played played huge uh you know the the, the 14 rebounds really comes late because i think he had eight rebounds going into the third or coming out of the third quarter finished with six in the fourth quarter when we were making our comeback uh 14 for 15 from free throw that that's absurd for a center to do i mean that's like that's just obscene you know what i mean that's like guard numbers he, he's such a, a just a, an incredible free throw shooter uh, deserves all the credit for that. There's just not a lot of centers in the history of the game who could do all of that. Um, one for three from three, 17 for 24 uh, field goal attempts, just unstoppable. And and listen, Dwayne Dedman, it, look, here's the deal. The Hawks are not good. You know what I mean? The Hawks are a bad team. The Hawks can't defend anybody. They have Dwayne Dedman, who I, you know, I like Dedman. He's a backup center. He's a serviceable backup center. Uh, but, you know, that's what he is, a backup center. Uh, they probably were better off with Alex Len, but Alex Len doesn't even have the foot speed to keep up. Clint Capella can't stop. Can't stop Joel. The the best thing that Clint gives them is that he'll outrun Joe up and down the court. But other than that, w- w- the biggest difference of last night that we haven't been seeing from Joe, I actually don't remember ever seeing this from Joe. I'll be honest with you. We used to see this once or twice a game, but last night he did this on I, I don't even know twenty possessions or so, where he just ran down court and planted himself at the rim, sealed his guy, and it was just too late. Because if you know, you know, if you know, you know, if you play defense, if you play basketball, if you defend people in the post, you know that post defense begins before the ball is ever caught, way before they ever even catch the ball, the the post defense begins. And that's really where the offense begins too, because as a post player, my job is to get as close to the rim as possible. So I'm going to seal you before the play even starts, right? And then as soon as I catch the ball, it's too late for you. Uh, and Joe did that. They had no answer to stop that. Um, they, they, they didn't try fronting him. Maybe that, you know, if somebody seals that deep, you try fronting him because there's just no way to get that pass to him. But they had nothing. They just had no answer. Joe just did something we haven't seen him do much. And, and that's really the answer is what he needs to do. Uh, he needs to get on that on that on that uh, fitness kick, get his, uh, you know, his his uh, his stamina up, his endurance up and start running from end to end. Get down on, just get there. You know what I mean? Just get there. No one can stop you when you're there. You'll get 50 a game easily if that's what you're doing. Uh, and it can get tiring, but that's just, that's what he needs to do. So, um, you know, it was unstoppable last night. 
Uh, Toby played great last night, 25 points, 9 of 18 from the field, 4 for 6 from 3. More, more importantly, uh, finally showed his three point, three, a little three-point stroke. Now, he shot a lot of a lot of those were wide-open three-pointers. I think he hit two from the corner, uh, which is, you know, kind of the, the where he began specializing his three-point shot in his career, if I'm not mistaken. He really did start as just kind of a corner specialist. Uh, and then as, you know, last year in the Clippers really just kind of matured into everything else. But, um, you know, four for six from three. So, you know, you need that. 25 on 18 shots, uh, six rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block, one foul. Had the best plus minus in the game. Uh, tied with Shake, actually. No surprise there. Shake was also a, 20, a plus 21. Shake also, let's see, let me just look at his number. Seven points, one for three from three. He had five rebounds and six assists, man. Played well. Six assists, played really well. Honestly, two steals, made a a couple really good plays. Man, I I was really happy with Shake last night. Um, Not a lot from Matisse again. 0 for 1 from the field. Uh, had four fouls in 11 minutes. He's 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 coming down to earth, but that's fine. I mean, I, you know, it's fine. He's coming down to earth. The thing is, is that's also a tough matchup. You're chasing Trey around, who's become who's specializing in getting foul calls, especially on those like weak. Uh, if I, if I have you on my hip, I'm gonna just kind of stop and flow, and you're gonna run into me, maybe. And it's going to be called a foul because my body is small. I'm gonna just act it out, act like I'm doing a front flip. Um, but other than that, Matisse played well. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Matisse struggled. Furkan did play well. One thing about Furkan's game, he didn't shoot particularly well. He was three for eight, three from seven from three, but got to the free throw line. I think they said this was a career high in free throws with seven attempts. Um, and that made me happy. He had six rebounds, two assists. He, he played okay. Uh, can't defend for his life still. Um, but you know what? The, it, it, you know, he just can't defend. It's fine. He, in certain lineups, he can make people pay. Uh, against certain teams, he can make people pay. Um, so he played well. Glenn Robinson had a couple moments. Alec Burks, uh, he played okay. Still took. He'll, he'll, let me tell you something. Alec Burks will shoot anything. Man, that dude will shoot anything. Don't put a gun in his hand. Please do. No one, please put a gun in his hand because he will shoot anything. Um, he just will pull anything. Ten seconds left in the shot clock, and this isn't a good three pointer. No problem. I'm pulling it. Um, he played well though. I don't want to shit on him. He played okay, but he just he will shoot anything. He was a minus twelve actually on our team. Had the worst plus minus um, on the team, but uh, whatever. Joel had the second best uh, plus minus at nineteen, tied without Horford. Horford played well. You know what I mean? Didn't score much, but did like a, it was a Horford game. Seven points, eight rebounds, uh, five assists. One block, I think his first block as a sixer uh, in his career. I, I don't have the stats on that to back that up. That might not be a fact, but I, it felt like that was the first block I've ever seen him in a, do in a sixers uniform. Uh, still can't finish anything at the rim. I uh, was one for four from three, but I, you know what? Honestly, he played well. I was very depressed when I saw him in the starting lineup. It really made me sick because uh, I don't want to see that any longer. Uh, but when I thought about it more against the Hawks, it made sense. They start John Collins and Dwayne Dedman, so they have two bigs. Uh, you don't want to match John Collins against Toby. You would have to put Joel on John Collins. And Joel actually struggles with John Collins. Uh, credit to John Collins, who's, who who really has evolved. Uh, all that HGH he was taking and he got caught for at the beginning of the season has really, really matured his body into something. So he's really finishing strong at the rim. Uh, really quick, like super quick and super bouncy. Uh, just a good player. He's averaging 21 and 10 this year. Having a good season. Uh, and Joel struggles a little bit with him. Um, you know, he, he just struggles a little bit. But but I think if Joel had to guard him straight up, 
Uh, every game, I, I, I think Joel would shut him down eventually, but he definitely struggles with him a little bit. So Al was on him. Uh, Al couldn't really stop him necessarily, uh, but you know, did did a serviceable job. A couple, Al made a couple good passes uh, that I was actually happy about. There was one pass that that on a, we were on a fast break, and for some reason, Glenn Robinson uh, he caught it at the he caught it at the around the corner, around the elbow three, passed it to no, it was really around the corner. Uh, passed it to Al in the middle of the floor, and Al immediately redirected it to the elbow for uh, who was there. I don't know if that was Furkan or maybe Alec Burks. I can't remember who was there, who who, who drained the three-pointer on a break. It was a really good play, a really nice play. Um, so Al played well. I don't, I don't want to – I'm not going to disparage Al today. Uh, he didn't play, uh, you know, $25 million well, um, but God knows he probably will never play $25 million well. Um, but you know, he, he played okay. Um, you know, Trey, what did Trey finish with? Trey finished 28, uh, 10 for 22, two for 11. That's really the big thing. Uh, we forced him into so many bad three pointers. He had seven rebounds and 10 assists, uh, only three turnovers, but we forced him into so many bad three point shots. Um, I mean, you know, we just, we just gave him problems and, and, you know, we gave him hell. We made it difficult for him. A lot of that, he, he finished the first half with eight points. That's when it comes in the second half. Um, so, you know, we, we, we did a good job against them. Uh, what did, let me see what, 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 what our friend Josh finished. Josh finished 38 minutes, 13 points, four for 12, still struggling. Uh, again, he's still struggling to find his rhythm. Uh, I'll still take it. 13 points, six rebounds, three assists, only three fouls. I mean, he, you know, that's huge. Only three fouls guarding a guy like Trey who draws fouls all the time. Uh, especially now, Josh played. Josh played well. I, 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 honestly, when I said last night, I'll trade everyone that's not Joel or Ben. I there was the next person in line after that is Josh. Like I would keep Josh. I would hold on to him. Not only do I like him as a basketball player, but I also like if you if you watch closely when he goes to the bench, he's still coaching on the floor. There was one one uh, one play when he got pulled out where Matisse made the mistake of not switching. They set a screen for Trey, and Trey's at that. It was the logo three-pointer he hit, right? You know which one I'm talking about. Um, they they should have switched it, and Matisse just isn't aggressive enough getting up to Trey, and he Trey immediately pulls and drains it, and you see Josh yelling on the sideline, um, you know, not yelling in, in an ugly way per se, but yelling, you know, like in a – in a, hey, I'm coaching you kind of way. And you need guys like that. Like, that's leadership. You know what I mean? That guy seems to me like a leader. Maybe he needs to be here. You know what I mean? Because Ben and Joe, but like, like the team will feed off of their energy, will feed off of Ben and Joe's energy for sure. Um, and Ben is becoming more and more vocal. You can see him more vocal, especially on defense. This happened the first, the, for his first year, he was like this too. And then last year kind of dissipated. And now this year, he's way more vocal again. Uh, Joe doesn't seem very vocal. Like we know he has a mouth and we know he's vocal, but doesn't seem like he's super vocal. His leadership, sometimes I would question that. But Josh is very steady. So I don't mind keeping Josh. It seems like a guy who probably is an extent of the coaching staff a little bit. And you need that guy uh, who can segue messages between the staff and the, the players and and all that. So Josh, he also, you know, reportedly was the guy who led the the whole uh, team meeting a couple weeks ago uh, was Josh coming off of an injury. So uh, I, I would keep Josh for sure. I just like what he offers everywhere else, but everyone else can go. I, honestly, I mean, Toby, Toby hasn't, Toby played well yesterday, so I don't want to disparage him too much, but listen, it's, it, it's still not, not what we need. Now, here's the bad. The, the thing is, is 
It's a big game. We we win the game. We need that win. Bigger than that is that the Heat lost last night. Uh, Heat the Heat are like one and seven, I believe. I read they're one and seven in their last eight. One and seven since 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 the tri- the trade for Iggy uh, and Jay Crowder. They're one and seven. That is fucking wow. Uh, and that's huge for us. We're half a game back from them, so we are right in position uh, to take that fourth spot. And we probably will. Do we deserve? To, do do we deserve to? Probably not. But. We probably will take over that fourth that that fourth spot. Hopefully, um, the, the Heat are a little bit hobbled. I don't believe Jimmy's been playing uh, all too consistently over the last few weeks. Uh, you know, dealing with injuries again. Um, no surprise there. Uh, but you know, we, we can take that over. The thing is, here's the deal. Now, we we also listen. We have a fantastic opportunity coming up. We play the Bulls and the Knicks back to back. For whatever reason, we always struggle with the Knicks. Well, well whatever we struggle with every bad team. Uh, you know, it's not for whatever reason. We just struggle with every bad team. That's no, nothing new. We do this all the time. Um, so Knicks and, and, and Bulls coming back, back to back. We could again, as I said uh, previously, we could either win that game, we could win those games, or we could lose both of them. I wouldn't be surprised at either outcome. The deal is though, the Hawks are horrible. All right, the Hawks are a terrible team. And while, yeah, I'm glad we won the game, uh, without a question, the fact is, is it took a Herculean effort from Joel to win that game, uh, you know, a, a 50 and 15, essentially. Uh, and we go up by 17, immediately give it back to them. And am I happy about that? I mean, I'm glad we win. I'm glad we won. All right. I'm, I, I am. I'm glad we won. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's. It's a little alarming. Guys show up at home. So, you know, we, we got our, some of our shooting touch back. Um, but it wasn't the prettiest win. Um, and and it's, it's it's I don't want to say it's alarming, but it's, again, you know, and I don't want to be negative. And I, I said this last night to a friend of mine. It, it's hard to not it's hard to be to not be negative sometimes because because I said this on the podcast already. Right. Joel will kill bad teams. That's been the story this year. He will murder a bad team all day just an absolute destruction exactly what he did last night just decimated the Atlanta Hawks turned the Hawks he sent the Hawks that Hawks turned back into eggs they de-evolved somehow they went from full-grown birds into a state of non-existence um but that's the Hawks and the Hawks are bad all right I I, 50 and I said this about Ben uh, a couple months ago too 50 against the Hawks I, you're going to get 50 against the Hawks. I need to see 30 against the Bucks, and this this level of efficiency at that. 30 against the Bucks with this level of efficiency. That's what I need. I don't need 50 against the Hawks. I need 30 against the Bucks. You know what I mean? Because that's the game that we need. That's who. That's the measuring stick. That's the team we need to beat. We don't need to beat the Hawks in the playoffs. We're not going to see them in the playoffs, probably. Now, listen, I also don't want to lose to bad teams, so so don't get me wrong. You know, beating bad teams is also the mark of a good team. You need to beat bad teams. That's how you bolster your record. That's how you get the one seed. But I need to see us go against the Bucs, and we need to beat them. I'm not forgetting the Clippers game from a couple weeks ago that Ben dominated. Let's not forget. All right, I'm not forgetting some of the good wins we've had this year. But I need to see. I need to not see Joel flounder against the Bucks, flounder against the the Raptors, flounder against uh, against the good teams. I need to see this performance, something similar, 
against the Bucks. This performance on defense also, because that was that was the energy. That's where the energy was in the first half. You could you knew it was a different night because Joe's defensive level and his defensive effort was at a different level. He cared more on defense than we've seen him care this year at certain times. So um so it's a good win. Don't get me wrong. We need every win we can get, but I need that level of effort against the Bucks. So um either way uh, you know, we will see the the uh, Knicks. We will see the Bulls. Uh, those should be two wins. You know, you would hope. Um, I, I am. I am. I don't even know if I want to pencil them in as wins necessarily. Uh, a piece of me does because there's just no reason why we would uh, why we should lose to those two teams. Um, the Knicks have 17 power forwards that they play at a time. Um, I believe that they are going to set the record for all-time power forward minutes, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, don't fact check me on that. Um, and you know they're just—they they don't have any any point guards that are are that are worth anything uh, on their team. So, uh, and then the Bulls—I mean, the Bulls hate their coach. They, you know, Zach Levine is constantly cursing. Uh, and, and which we saw here when, when they played us, where they were, they were like down 10 and calling timeouts just at the end of the game, extending the game. And Zach Levine was on camera the other day. Uh, if you're a lip reader saying, uh, seeming to mouth, uh, why the fuck are we calling a timeout down 10? Um, so, you know, they, they, they are ready to quit. Like these teams, it's, it's March. It's about to be March. All right. They know that the season, they got five weeks left in the season it's over. They're not going to go to the playoffs. They are ready to go to Cancun. They're ready to go um, do whatever they, they want to do. They're ready to get their offseason going. So we need to check them out because we are ready to rev up for the playoffs. So we need to come in. We need to go into those games. Uh, I don't have whether it's home or on the road right now, but um, here, let me let me check if it's on the road or at home. But either way, we need to check out those teams. Let's see here. We got. Uh, no, I'm sorry. My mistake. So it's Cavs. We have Cavs and Knicks. Uh, I am sorry. Cavs and Knicks. Cavs tomorrow at Cleveland. Knicks are here uh, on Thursday. Um, Cleveland actually, shout out to Cleveland. They beat Miami. Let's not let that go to waste by them beating us. All right. Again, another fucking team that we struggle with for whatever stupid reason. Uh, God forbid. We're going to give all these little undersized guards contracts that like we did for Spencer Dinwiddie. Colin, Sa- Colin Sexton's about to be a max player against us. Uh, even though, you know what? Again, we played really well against Trey. I expect Josh to keep up this level of energy and do the exact same thing to Colin Sexton. Um, I-, I haven't been paying attention too much to Darius Garland. He hasn't been doing much this year, just not doing enough uh, worthy of paying attention. Expect Al Horford to start against the Cavaliers. Um, they're going to come out with with their Tristan and um Kevin Love lineup or I don't I or no it's probably Andre and Kevin Love uh so we expect um expect Warford to start um and, but that that needs to be a win you know what I mean I don't care if that's at Cleveland I don't care I just don't care that they're not a good team that needs to be a win Knicks on Thursday they come here we need to beat that team uh let's let's go you know what I mean it's time to take the fourth seed this is the chance we have because remember Miami has the tiebreaker against us, um, so we we need to take that fourth seed right now, um, and we, it cannot be a tie. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, good win, dominant performance by Joe. Oh, one thing I do want to point out: uh, everyone's been making a mistake regarding the Joe's comments about being the best player in the world. Everyone got it wrong. Uh, I went back and re-listened uh, this morning to, to that interview when he said that. 
Uh, and that's not what he says. It's just not what he says. He, 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 what he said, he wants to be in the conversation. Uh, he missed saying conversation or, or, you know, whatever word you would, uh, whatever synonym you want to put in there, but he missed the word. He worded essentially what he said was, uh, I, I can't remember, but he, he essentially is trying to say he wants to be in the conversation, forgets to put that extra word in there that would make it more sense. And people took that out of context and said he is the best player, that he said he's the best player in the world. That's not what he said. He said because of the All-Star game, he believes he deserves to be in the conversation. That's what he was trying to say. Um, and he's right. He's 100 percent right. So, uh, you know, we all got that wrong. Joel's right. Uh, but again, in, 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 he's he while he's right. You know what I mean? Being in the conversation, the best player in the world means you can do that on the road against a good team. So uh, just keep that in mind. Otherwise, Joe, uh, this bud is for you, my friend. You absolutely blew out the Hawks. Uh, congratulations on a career high night, career night, 49 points. Uh, the You know, on 24 shots, that's fucking crazy when you think about it. That's like really, really insane. That's Steph Curry levels of 50 points. You know what I mean? Because he's not doing it with three-pointers. Uh, Steph will do that with, with eight eight or nine three-pointers. That's not Joe. Joe did that with free-throw shooting, with dominate, with, with post-domination. Uh, just a super efficient night from Joe. So I'm really, really happy he did that. I don't want to disparage him too much. I, again, want to see him do this against good teams, but let's revel in the fact that that was an incredible, incredible thing to watch. was absolutely dominant. Steadied the ship. Uh, you know, we came out and we needed we needed that guy. I was shook watching in the in the first quarter. I, t- I texted a friend saying that everyone's face to me was concerning. Uh, they looked shook to me. Uh, but Joel came out. He was not shook. He studied the ship, made sure that we weren't going to throw this game away without Ben. Reminded us that there was a time when when if you took Ben out the lineup, we were still as good or better with Joe. And if you took Joe out the lineup, we were markedly worse without him. And he reminded of us, uh, reminded us of that last night. So uh, credit to Joe. Uh, yeah, that's it, everybody. Have a great day. Uh, take off tomorrow. Just digest this podcast. Digest the last podcast. Make sure you follow. Make sure you subscribe. Hey, sh- if you like the work, if you like the content, pay me. No, I'm joking. Don't pay me. Uh, share this. Uh, share the podcast. Share it with your friends. Anyone who's looking for a Sixers uh, a different Sixers take other than the ones you're used to, the, the rights to Ricky Sanchez, who they do good work, so I don't want to disparage anybody. But uh, if you want a different take, uh, come to me. You know what I mean? I'm different. I'm better. Uh, I'm a genius. Genius level takes, genius level humor, all of it. Um, who else can you go to that will tell you that Al Horford is about to devolve into a dying star? So uh, other than that, I, I mean, those guys are good, though. I, I'm only joking, but I, I'm not completely joking. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, share this, like, and subscribe. Everyone have a great day. Enjoy the weather. Uh, it's getting better. It's going to get worse for a couple of days. And then, you know, it looks like spring is around the corner. So, uh, let's go. And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta coast, 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 uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh.